Hello, hello, hello. This is another episode of the Mental Threads Podcast, episode 97. I am here with the one and only Seeky, if you'd like to say something. Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Seeky. Glad to be here, seriously. Oh, no, no. It's, I'm happy to have you here. You're not just the only person. Like, you know, like my cousin, I literally interviewed him just the other day and everything. I've been meaning to get him on. I've known him like my whole life. And yeah. it literally took him like forever just to get on. I thought it was just going to be a layup. So yeah, it's just it like. a little minute for us to uh, kind of get this going because, you know, I was in Boone for a little minute, but I'm finally back in the city i'm glad to be a part of it honestly are you just back back in the city or are you just trying to just kind of half stepping in for a little bit and then leaving a little bit i'm trying to make this like an official thing honestly but you know it's it's taking a lot of you know work to transition because you know i'm coming from college and stuff like that so um but i'm trying to make it more official like a more official transition but and you're and you pretty much have a pretty good relationship or not pretty relationship but a good experience like growing up in charlotte overall and everything oh, yeah. yeah i love charlotte um charlotte's my city it helped mold me to who i am today you know, a lot of my music comes from my experiences that I've had in Charlotte. So, yeah, I love the city so much, man. It, yeah, it built me. Yeah, man, I could feel that and stuff of that nature. I understand you say you go to uh, school and everything. You go to school in Boone? Yeah. Yeah, I go to Appalachian State University. Oh, you went to Appalachian. Oh, you ain't going to no HBCU. Oh, nah. boom. Honestly, boom. I like the HBCU experience, but I feel like if I actually went to HBCU, I wouldn't be able to focus because I have too much fun when I visit. When I go to, like, A&T or Central, I have the time of my life, so it was cool to kind of be away in the mountains, you know, where I can actually sit down and focus a little bit, honestly. <laughs> That's just my personality. You know, I like partying and stuff like that, so when I go down there, it's a stress reliever. People can people can balance. I can balance, and I was able to, like, uh, graduate right now, I'm not. I'm not people. <laughs> I have a problem with balancing, man. Like, I love partying. You understand? Like, I like being out amongst people. And if it's always available, I'm always take advantage of it. You know, like, yeah, we got this thing at NCCU called the Men's Achievements, and I'm not sure if you heard it and everything. Like, I feel like you would have benefited from that. I feel like that would have helped you. To the be Men's Achievements Center? Yeah, yeah, they got the Men's Achievements Center at uh, NCCU. They know that we don't stay on task. Not nah, yeah, for real, for real. Like, but that would have really helped you because it's like you could be able to socialize without having to, like, get drunk or do anything or do anything fraternity type stuff yeah. they can help you like monitor and stay on top of your work even your mentor has the real so. problem is that you know since i went to piedmont middle school and then i went to philip Berry, mm -hmm. and then everybody went to the same college they either went to central or ANC or winston-salem so all my friends are there you know what i'm saying no, so it is a it is a mixture for disaster no but I, I i loved it though like you know i love going out there to visit i was there almost every weekend you know i'm always in greensboro or you know winston-salem or in Durham for uh, Central and everything oh, yeah, in that nature. Durham, oh, I, I got some stories in Durham, but really, yeah. No, no, yeah. seriously, I love Durham. Seriously, I went to school in Central, so it's like, dude, it's like, like Durham is like, I feel like it's kind of, I'm from East Side Charlotte, so mm -hmm. it's like, it's like East Side Charlotte, because we're like, cause they always had the HBCUs in the hood and everything like for that. Sure. Yeah. So it's just, I, I just felt like at home when I was there, when I was like out there and stuff of that nature. So it wasn't really, wasn't really like a stretch. It was like a home away from home type nah, thing. seriously. The one thing about app though, like, okay, like, you know, being, you know, from Charlotte, you know what I'm saying? Going to a and I'm looking at how everybody dressed, the styles of dress, you know what I'm saying? And it feels like I'm at home again, especially being a Liberian community, people can dress, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So when I go to App State and then, like, people do not care about fashion like that, as much as, you know, in comparison to how we dress usually, you know, it was kind of a culture shock for me. But, you know, it, you get used to it after a while, you know what I'm saying? 
mean, yeah, I mean, we dress in HBCUs not all the time and everything. Like, most people just be on their, I'd be throwing on a hoodie just to go to, like, the freaking, the cafeteria stuff. Like, you don't get, you know, it's just like, but if you're going out for a party, yeah, I say, like, my good stuff, like, my jerseys and shit, my Vancouver Grizzlies, my little, you know, just my Pumas and shit. Pumas are actually nice shoes. Like, nah, yeah, sleep on course, Pumas. Yeah. But it's just like, yeah, man, like, I mean, at least, like, it's you knowing yourself. So it's just yeah. like, you know, it's just like, I never thought I'd be graduating at the top of my class and I went to an HBCU. So it's just, that's, that's why I read them so hard and everything. Cause mm-hmm. I really, I got no help growing up like at all until I went to an HBCU. Speaking of Central, my little brother just got a um, offer from Central for football. So that's good. You know what yeah, saying? yeah, we're doing really good. Like we beat a and T actually at the yeah, classic. I, I was at that pregame. That's where you called. Dang, Definitely. I wish I would have pulled up, yeah, man. I was fun. Um, I was over there. I'm chilling with some of my A and T folks. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, they lost, obviously, pretty bad. But, I mean, it's cool. It was cool. You know what I'm saying? Got to have fun with them, chill out with them a little bit. It was cool. Yeah, I mean, that's good that you got connections that HBCUs not having to go to an HBCU. Yeah, so, yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, at least there's a balance there, too, For and sure. stuff of that nature and everything. But if there was a school that you would pick out at Winston-Salem or uh, A&T or Central, now, which one do you feel like you would go to? Oh, gosh, it would have to be A&T. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I love all HBCUs, you know what I'm saying? But A&T... That's where my family and my whole tribe is there. You know what I'm saying? That's mm-hmm. where my that's my friends, my family. That's where everybody at. My whole Liberian community. A lot of the ones, you know, my cousins, close cousins, mm-hmm. they're all at A&T. Oh. So that's where I have to be at for sure. I feel like we got a couple Liberians at Central too, but we don't have like a community at Central. Yeah, like yeah. I feel like that's what it is. Like there'd be like a couple here. Oh yeah, I am don't, Liberian. Don't get me wrong. Those are a couple of Liberians at um, App State too. Believe it or not. Yeah, it's about, it's about five of us. Yeah, because you know we're going to go to school, bro. <laughs> like, our parents will not let us stay home. Yeah, my um, my cousin, uh, Hamish, he's actually, he's way far away now, but he's a chef. He went to um Appalachian with me, too. It was, a, it was a fun time. Okay, no, I bet. That's bad. And, like, uh, what are you uh, seeking to get your degree in at uh, App? Uh, marketing. Marketing, because, you know, I want to wanna work on marketing myself. You know, everybody's like, why don't you take music? Why don't you take music? You know, I would have, but uh, music's a passion for me, so I don't necessarily need college for that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'd rather study something like marketing where I can actually learn a skill. You know, it's a billion-dollar skill. So. Yeah, no, seriously. And if you ever consider wanting to, like, maybe double major, I would say, like, maybe getting, like, communications, too. So it's like maybe if you want to get into, like, you know, go on to TV or doing anything of that nature, that could actually get you in with that. But I'd say how many years left you got left in college? Barely anything, honestly. It depends on what I decide to do. I may go back for a master's, just depending, you know. I, I really do, like, college and i want to encourage a lot of people to go to college honestly you know it's important seriously go to an hbc take it from tosi esv hey there you go (laughs) honestly (laughs) no but it's just like uh, on the real though um yeah man i'm at a weird crossroads myself because i'd be wanting to get my master's but i want to go to howard university to get for my master's like go out of city because i'm thinking about studying what uh the same business administration stuff the same uh, marketing type stuff um, but with the master's degree with it, um, because it's just, I realized I'm actually really, really good in school once put into like the right env- environment anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, to that degree, it's just like, so I'm really feeling what DC as a city is looking like, you know, cause it's like my, DC's nice. yeah, like my dad and my dad actually lives around there and he works at the hospital at Howard university. So it's like, I'm thinking maybe I can get not like a handout, but just some kind of yeah. like a wean in and everything's for the business, for the graduate school and stuff of that nature. Um, that would be pretty cool and stuff so yeah, it's like, i love the culture of dc it's a nice area you know i got to shoot a music video out there and kind of walk around explore the area it's real nice out there i like it yeah for sure 
I really like the nightlife and everything. How like club hopping? You didn't get to see that. No, seriously, pull up. Like you don't even have to go in. Just just drive through and everything. When like when it's at night and everything, bro, it's just like, dude, there's no ugly females at all, bro. <laughs> like at that time at night, bro, everyone's fine. That you can just club out and like club hop and like the clubs be right right next to each other because it's like it's upper city, so it's like it's kind of old city too, so it'd be stacked Where? next to next to each other and everything. I, it's not too far. Far from where Howard is and everything, I recall. How is it? how is Howard? I never been out to the campus. Is it real nice? Um, it's pretty cool. It's pretty chill. And as far as like HBCUs go, um, the only thing is like the alumni is like really like cool. So it's like you know, okay. there's always gonna be a link to somewhere. So it's like if you can really, it's like one of those like HBCUs where there's a lot of pouring of like money in there. The only problem is yeah. like I heard it's like a whole lot of stuff going on with the housing situation with like rats and stuff like walking oh. about. Like, oh, like that's that's not a good look. But other than that, it should be pretty nice mm-hmm. and everything. It's just like for opportunity wise and just city wise exactly. and stuff of that nature. Only thing it's just expensive to live in DC, so that's why I really need to oh, get on my P's and Q. So I gotta save hella bread before I even pull up out there and everything yeah, of that nature. Get your foot, you know, in the door type. So you're not there and you're struggling, you know what I'm saying? Broke costumes is not the life. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't do it for too long, honestly. No, dead ass, no, for real though. But like, we can go on and on to talk about education and colleges and, and cities and stuff of that nature. But let's focus more on you, uh, Siki. Like, yo, let's go into details about your rap name for starters. Like, where do you get your rap name from? Oh, um, Siki is my childhood nickname, honestly. So when I was little, my great grandmother gave me the nickname Siki, and it turned out to be my dad's middle name, and she didn't even know that. So. Mm-hmm. It just stuck with me, you know. It's just a name that's always been, you know, every time I pull up, this is what they call me. Then when I started doing music, I was like, it just fit perfectly, you know what I'm saying? And then it's like a little, people call me Seek. That's like my nickname. And like my nickname of my nickname is Seek. So like, you know, I'm always looking for something, I guess. <laughs> you know, it works. Yeah, yeah, no, I know exactly how it works. You know, like Liberian kids, we always got some like like weird like names, and not weird and like weird bad, mm-hmm. weird as in like different type yeah, names. Like, sure. there's always like your your middle name where they give it to you and everything, and that's like your purpose like name or some like just a middle name, middle name. Like my middle name's Dolake. Okay. And my language, I mean, if mono, I don't know which tribe. Which tribe are you from? Oh gosh, now I forgot what tribe my my people were from because I, you know, I was born here. Yeah, no, so I, was I was born, born here too. Yeah, I forgot what tribe my uh my dad mono, was from. We was we was just talking about this the other day. Uh, Pele? No, 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 no. Uh, uh-uh. uh, dang, I forgot. I'll just list a couple. Oh they goodness. sound familiar. There's crew. Yes, yeah, crew. It's crew. It's crew. crew? It's okay, it's crew, okay. Crew. I was getting some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Pele yeah, I forgot. Crew. I forgot. But that, yeah, it's crew. It's crew. Cron, um, Grebo, Lorma, and like what was it? The Cron. I already said Cron, or did I say crew? Oh, it's Cron. Yeah. I'm Mono. There's Gio, and so yeah, just there's 16 tribes. It's like it's a whole mm-hmm. lot of tribe. But yeah, yeah, that's crazy. How the first time it was crew. Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah, because I'm. Me and my dad talk about it all the time. You know what I'm saying? I can't wait to go back. It's supposed to be going next year, I believe. Oh. Going back to Liberia. Um, I can't wait, honestly. Oh, okay. That's wonderful. And, like, you've already been there before and everything? No, no, no. I just mean, like, going back home. You know what I'm saying? Oh. Going back to where we're from. You know what I'm saying? My people are from. So that's what I mean by going back. You know, I feel like I talked to all my family from there, so I have a major connection there. I can't wait to actually get to experience it myself. Seriously, yeah. man, it's that's gonna be a life changing. I had to go to like a spiritual guy. I was like, what's it gonna be like to go return to my home? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. like, oh, that's gonna be a wonderful experience. I already yeah, knew I that, yeah. but it's mm-hmm. just like, have you been? No, I haven't. No, I'm having. I'm 24 and I still haven't. But it's just you like, plan on it? Hell yeah! It was supposed to be this year, but my grandfather passed like earlier this oh, year. Yeah, back in May. Yeah, it was it was crazy. It came out of nowhere, dude. I, he had kidney problems and everything. He thought he could drink cranberry juice, and that's all he needed. Like, yeah, we're no. Don't get me wrong. Cranberry juice will cleanse you 
you out. But you know what I'm saying? Depending on how far it is along, you might need to, you know, add some extra on there. Yeah, but it's just like, I don't know, it's deep. Because, like, your kidneys, like, they're like, because, like, see, we got potassium going through our body and stuff of that right, nature. Yeah, so, like, what kidneys do, like, they break it down and stuff and try to filter out that potassium. Yeah. That's why when potassium cyanide, like, by cyanide, they literally take you out as soon as you bite in because body can't have too much cyanide in the body. Yeah, facts. Because, like, literally, you're just, you're dead. And that's what happened <laughs> with this case. I'm um, not laughing because of that. It was just the way you said it. <laughs> just, like, you know. But, yeah. I didn't think I had to explain it, but it's like, no, yeah, just for yeah, all the yeah, people yeah. that don't know what happens after you a sign I feel. Yeah. Anyway, don't take it. Um, <laughs> but that, that's good and everything. Uh, for my case, like I, I know I got a big, big family back in Liberia and stuff oh, yeah. of that nature. So it's like we're in the mountains, we're mountain folk. And Cruz, Cruz is like on the beach type folk. Yeah. Like, you're closer mm-hmm. to the beach. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. I could probably talk because it's like a little bit. You have a little of a wavy type. <laughs> yeah, it's my blood. I can't help it. I'm saying I'll be deeper with the fishing type. We're just oh, in yeah. the mountains type. Yeah. My dad be telling me all the stories of when he went back just recently. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And that's all they did was fish. You give some fish to, you know, his friend, friends and family and stuff and just take his home, that type of stuff. I can't wait. That's the type of lifestyle that, you know, I think I enjoy. No, no, seriously. It's like, yeah, my people are from, like, like they got settled in the mountains of Nimba and stuff of that nature. Mm-hmm. So it's just, like, very, very lush green area and stuff. But it's just, like, you know, I, I bet that's probably why my legs so damn big and everything because <laughs> <laughs> they're getting help with workout. They're trying to get you built up from the walking up the damn the mountain steps and stuff of that nature. So it's just it's just trying to get me prepared beforehand yep. and stuff. So it's like from what I'm hearing, it's like so like one of your parents are Liberian and yes. the other's like a Black American. Yes, correct? yeah. My other mom's from De- not my other mom. My mom's from Detroit. Yeah, mm. so she grew up in Detroit, uh, moved down here to Concord, and then raised us here. And when we grew, I was born in Concord. Raised in East Charlotte, and then we moved to university. Oh, okay. Oh, what, what part of East Charlotte you used to stay at? Oh, gosh. Like around Milton. Around okay. Milton? Yeah. Yeah, Mil- that's that's pretty much closer to university, right? That's like a... Not really. I mean... We're Milton out again, because I live on East Side. It's oh, like all the, word, all the streets start to sound. I live around Sharon Amity. So, so. Yes, yeah, it's, it's similar to there. You know what I'm saying? It's It was street. It was fun, though. I mean, you know, I never knew it was street. You know what I'm saying? I never knew it was hood like that, just because... Of you know, it's it's a community. People are nice, you know, until you start going in towards that lifestyle. I guess you know. Yeah, you don't even realize you're in the hood until you go somewhere nicer. <laughs> we was getting pulled. We was getting pulled around in a wagon and stuff. People honking their horns like we was kids. You know what I'm saying? We was children. Yeah, it was just regular life for all of us, yeah, so we didn't sure. really know. Mm-hmm. My mom's made me go to freaking Valentine area to go to school. I was like, man. Oh, she she blessed you for real. My little brother's in private school, man. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's a blessing, you know, because, you know, we came a long way, you know what I'm saying? People try to glorify being in the streets and stuff like that when it's really more of a blessing to be able to send siblings like my little brother to private school. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's private wild. school is better than, like, freaking going to, like, Valentine Plantation School. I went to J.M. Robinson. That was... That oh, was that's right a, down the street. That right. was racist. Oh, it was? Yeah, for me, from my experience. Oh, you would have loved, you would have loved Appalachian State. No, HBCU. You've been perfect for it, man. If you nah. if you grew up, if you went to, you know, if your school was racist, I want not. Nah, let me stop. Let me stop. App State is not racist. You feel me? We just got some choice people on our campus sometimes. But other than that, it's it's a real nice school, real nice people. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> nah, I would have hated Appalachian. I would have never I focused. Promise. I feel like it would have just been all over the place. But oh, I don't know. It's just that's just my experience. Like, I saw that I went to an HBCU. Everybody show. But you pretty much just get in your own circles at HBCU. So it's just like true. you know, you never feel like you stick out. It's just that you pretty much blend in. I could see that. Yeah. I say the thing about the thing about App is that 
it's super, super accepting. That's why I was able to kind of like grow my music. You know what I'm saying? That's why I was able to explore my sound and develop who I am as an artist because I wasn't boxed in. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't boxed in to a specific style of rap. I wasn't boxed into, you know, a certain social class, you know, anything like that. I was just able to be myself. And that really, really, really helped my music out a whole lot because now my music is unique and my sound is unique. You know, that's what people are going to figure out on my next project that I'm releasing soon. So. Yeah, I know. For a lot of your uh, songs, a lot of them seem to point more to boom bop and stuff of that nature. Yeah. yeah would you say, like, Capital C's is one of your influences? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, you know, that's where my sound originated from. You know what I'm saying? I'm very heavily 90s influenced because I believe in lyricism. I believe in rap in its truest form. I think that's very important. You know what I'm saying? At least to pay homage. You, if you're a rapper and you can't, if you can't rap over that type of beat, how you gonna call yourself a rapper for real? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's important. Um, so yeah, Capital Steve's one of the greatest to ever do it. It's one of my heaviest influences for real. Him and um, Lauren Hill. Oh yeah, Lauren Hill. Yeah, definitely. Lauren Hill is definitely a hard hitter. Uh, Boombop, I seem to catch pretty easy on and everything because it's just like that's when I was writing everything. That's all I would listen to. So it's yeah. just like it's easier to catch on with that beat. I feel like it's more of a challenge to keep up with like these new trap type beats and everything. Because really? it's like you be trying to like try to catch on and trying to get the like the freaking hooks right and everything. I'll be honest, man. You know, trap beats are too easy for me. No, the beats are easy, like, but it's, it's too just easy like, to rap over. Like I can't like. Uh, it's just too easy. It doesn't. It, it takes no brain effort for me to rap over a trap beat, like in their style. Like I can, I can do that easily. Right, right now, as of right now, I've been experiment experiment with more melody. Actually, I've been kind of diverging away from just boom bap and kind of getting the more melodic type flows. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's what you're gonna see a lot on Ozwa. Just a lot of melody for. Real. Oh, okay, and that's your next project, Eyes Wide. Yeah, Eyes Wide. You know what I'm saying? Okay, why'd you choose a name, uh, Eyes Wide? Okay, so yeah, Eyes Wide is pretty much a story about how I've grown up and kind of basically realized who I am as a person, became more introspective and kind of like, you know, developing myself as a person instead of, you know, allowing other people to develop me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's just basically a story about finding myself. So you're going to hear like throughout the project from the beginning to the end, it's going to be kind of like a linear growth. Like you're going to see me grow like in a linear fashion. It's going to be, it's, it's, it's a cool kind of like concept, okay. but yeah. Yeah, no, that's really, really good. It's crazy how we a lot of Liberians seem to tend to point out like growth and everything. Oh yeah, a growth factor in a lot of their music, you know, especially like for me and everything. I know my first project wasn't really focused on that. It was more focused on like the uh, the extremities of, uh, of depression and everything and anxiety. Mm-hmm. How it goes from like how like you can literally be manic and everything and like uh, how you start from all high like oh I'm I'm the best I can do whatever and then you just start a little like oh man it's like I feel like this and that. That's pretty much what my first project uh, Ego Trip was all. Yeah. I Check it out if y'all ain't here yet or if you here yet. Yeah. <laughs> being able to express it on a song is growth in general. You know what I'm saying? You can actually Talk about your emotions. A lot of black people, a lot of people in the Liberian community in general yeah. are afraid to talk about their emotions. So the fact yeah. that you can do that in general is growth. You know what I'm saying? That's important. No, no dead ass for real, bro. It's like, because you're, you're a lie, especially if you had two Liberian parents, bro. Mm-hmm. They'll shut that shit down. Depression. It's like, what's depression? <laughs> no, no, why would depress them dishes? <laughs> no, but seriously, it's not because they don't care. It's just because they come from such a that's background that's, is, that's messed up and yeah. everything. Like, people used to literally, like, especially my mom, follow, like, she lived through the parts, through the times where it's like, 
uh, like they had civil war and stuff. Yeah, so it's like people were trying to snatch her up and everything. People were trying to do crazy stuff, man. You you see people one day and then you never see them ever again. You don't yeah. know if they were, if they survived or not. Like that's a very scary time period. And that's exactly why I focus on growth because you know my dad he came from the civil war. You know what I'm saying? Mm. The type of things that he had to go through to get to America in general. And I'm saying like it could have been like that. You know what I'm saying? A whole generation you know wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, God, by God's grace, he made it here, you know what I'm saying? And then he raised us. So why would I sit here and squander that, you know what I'm saying? So I'd rather talk about positivity mm-hmm. and trying to, you know, focus on that instead of the negativity I see every day, you know what I'm saying? Because that's what's important for us. Yeah, no, that's seriously good. And that's crazy about us is that, like, we're like worker bees to a certain degree. Like, that's why I be thinking about it because, like, everything that we're doing here, like, the ideas that we present to, like, probably try to rebuild Liberia or just anything that we try to do to make a name for ourselves and, like, raise our family up to a certain level, mm-hmm. it's, like, really, like, we were literally planted here to really, like, really be it. on a mission. Yeah. And it's, like, compared to a lot of other people, it's just, like, considering, like, where our country is right now, how we're really trying to work. I mean, at this point, our president literally uh, was a soccer player at one time. I don't know how, how they guess qualified. I was I mean, just talking about him. Which yeah. I'm not shitting on him. I, I like what he represents, but that's like getting like Hulk Hogan to like get mm-hmm. like be American president. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like, hey, we're just going to let that go. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, for sure. Praise be to George Way. But it's just like at the same token, it's just like there's a lot of work to be done and yeah, everything. I but I still feel like it can be all. It can still be done though, because if like if Rwanda can bounce back from the genocide of the with the Tutsis and everything, mm-hmm. and to becoming like literally like the Singapore of Africa, mm-hmm. which is a big huge leap, mind you. Exactly. I think it's possible. It just it just really comes down to us really putting our heads together to really not screw each other over, pay people when we need to get paid instead of just acting like you know where that paycheck goes. Like yeah. you got to pay them. I just man. heard a statistic. There's like over a million Liberians that are abroad right now. You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. with all the kids that are studying now, all the college kids that went to, you know, they're from Liberia or at least have Liberian parents. You know, they may have never been. But if we take that knowledge and bring it back low key, we can change an entire economy. You know, yeah. it's ridiculous. I mean, you know, Liberia has been through a lot, but a lot of the sacrifices made by the people who were there can all be it can all be, you know, used for the better. You know what I'm saying? Because we're here now. We got this knowledge. You know, we're college educated. Yeah. We can use it. Yeah, they, we can, they can definitely be uh, compensated for all the struggles oh, and yeah. everything. It just really comes down to really configure like what really had us... Because when you look at the videos on YouTube of what Liberia was in the 1970s mm-hmm. and stuff, like, it was like, man, we're really going a good direction. Yeah, we were. I feel like we were doing better than a lot of other countries yeah, at that time. If you look time. at Liberia like, pre-war, it was, it was beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it has a lot. That, it had a lot they were doing. You know, it was pointing in a certain direction. Then the wars happened, and then it was just, you know, downhill mm-hmm. from there. But now it's, it's, re- it's building back up. Low-key, they're getting the roads paved. You know what I'm saying? Trying to build jobs in the country. They're doing a, good, a lot of good stuff. Yeah. I feel like there's a couple investments I feel like Liberia needs to make. I feel like one of them needs to be solar energy. For sure. For sure. Because we ain't got nothing but sunlight. I mean, why not just use it to bring more light, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. to actually help people actually, uh, like, read? One, um, that got to build our economy. Like, from a sense of, like, trying to get jobs back into Liberia instead yeah. of dishing all our jobs out or, like, outsourcing. You know, we outsourcing all these different countries. We got to start bringing the jobs back to Liberian citizens because that's how you rebuild the economy. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People make money. They spend money. They pay taxes. 
the taxes, pay for new improvements in the country. So it's, you know, it's just a whole system that they got to kind of expand upon. It could be 50-50. And then, you know, like if they can get people to come here, but also train other like Liberians to actually like do the jobs that they do, like construction and everything, you know, like, you know, that would actually be like another reason to like, like pay them even more because then they could actually do it by themselves over the years and everything. Like Liberians can like, they can kind of, if they, if they found a way to send students to the states or somewhere yeah, like, like they make, yeah like they do like different programs like study abroad programs to study and then bring that knowledge back you know what i'm saying that's very important to kind of like you know create you know more knowledge in the you know in liberia yeah to bring about more knowledge to really help with the literacy rate too that's one thing we need Thanks. to help but the only thing another thing is like public schools you got to pay to get into public schools that's that's a, don't they got to pay you do I think you do, or is it private school? I don't know. It's one, Man. but they'd be full. That's the thing. So it's like I don't know. It's one or the other. There's an issue with that. There, like the education yeah. system needs to kind of help and There's a lot of issues, up a little bit, especially corruption and things like that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, There's a lot of issues. especially corruption. These people yeah. be getting the money and be spending it all types of ways. Man, yeah. it's just like no, man, you can't be doing that. I mean, I feel like we still got a chance. My my idea too is like if we could really change up our brand of Liberia for sure. Like especially like the beaches. You, your mm-hmm. crew, you you pretty much so y'all pretty much got like you pretty much know how beautiful it's gorgeous the yeah it's gorgeous beaches but it's not liberia it means to other countries in the way they portray africa in general you know what i'm saying they always portray africa with the starving children you know what i'm saying if if other countries rebrand obviously they won't because they don't want people to go back but if they rebrand how africa is viewed people will actually start seeing it as a tourist destination you know what i'm saying because oh, yeah. liberia is liberia is gorgeous you know what i'm saying yeah. a lot of these african countries are gorgeous um ghana it's like LA, like Ghana's gorgeous, you know what I'm saying? But you, you don't, you're never gonna see that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, seriously. Uh, Ghana actually has a has best, much better branding, and especially with oh, relation yeah. to, like, especially, like, the whole idea of trying to, like, if, if black Americans want to come to Ghana to get their citizenship and everything, yeah. like, mm-hmm. they're more capable to get it in Ghana than they would in Liberia. Exactly. And I, that's weird because, like, literally, like, black Americans founded Liberia, so shouldn't mm-hmm. they get, like, a piece of the pie, too? I mean, come on. That's that's the country. That's their country right there. Like, a black American, yeah. like, where's our country at? Liberia is your like, country. It's like, a lot of infrastructure issues in Liberia right now. You know what I'm saying? saying it's yeah. like it's a base that we need and i'm saying a game plan that we need that builds a solid foundation that can be built on but we're missing foundational blocks you know what i'm saying yeah. so it's nothing to really build off of yeah i would really say we could if we really were to like rebrand our beaches and return to a boardwalk and stuff of that yeah, nature exactly. like could you see like on some like los santos type stuff all the time yes like it's seriously because we really commercialize it because we're, we're called little america but i feel like it doesn't connect as much mm-hmm. when there's so much crazy stuff going on. Yep. Um, but it's just like we could really rebrand it. Like, for instance, the beaches turn into a huge boardwalk at a Ferris wheel, like some stuff like that. It's that's very like, much possible. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. that's a lot possible and everything. Maybe like, you know, really turn to like a fair type thing. You know, like, it's resorts, always, it's hotels, always, yeah, resorts, yeah. hotels. You know, uh, especially like white folk, they love to go to Africa anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like give them like a little spot for them to like, kind of settle in, you know, pay the money they can, yeah. you know, experience that side of town. Like really pour money into that country. Like people mm-hmm. would pay money to go to places. But they got to make sure the money that the, the, the people that they're giving the money to are actually using it for those purposes. That's the issue, you know? Yeah. So like they'll pour money into a country, but then the people that get the money got to use it properly. So yeah. it's just a lot, you know what I'm saying? Like it's a whole lot of pieces that got to be managed properly. It's so weird. It's a lot. 
it's weird, but I feel like the reason why it's so weird that there's so much that we can speak on in regards to that is like I feel like us, the Liberian children born in America, we know what's like all the stuff that needs to be fixed too. Yeah. And I feel like that's our place to kind of rise. Like I feel like we're just that generation, like no in one a else decade. Do it. Like we got yeah. it. We got to be the ones. We got to be the ones to work together to do it. So yeah. definitely that boardwalk definitely would bring in some hotels, some resorts. Got to work on bringing like. Um, uh, solar energy for sure, brighten up the streets a little bit, of you know, course, make yeah. it a little bit more safe. Like really, the airport has no lights, like zero lights at the airport. Like, yeah, that walk from the airport to like wherever you got to go to like your cars or whatever is treacherous. <laughs> and I'm saying, like, at nighttime at least, like, they need like certain things like that, like lights, you know. Yeah, we could definitely go for yeah. Solar energy would really help with that because like mm-hmm. it was like because like because it really powers itself anyway. Exactly. So it's like just stuff of that nature, some solar energy, uh, stuff like that. Boardwalk yeah. definitely got to work with the police department to really like because <laughs> yeah. they really really need to like really fixing up a lot of this. Uh, the situation with the prison system and all that mm-hmm. um because we need to maintain order too we really got to shut that down um yeah yeah it's just it's, it's possible it's possible i feel like if we could just rebuild the roads actually add some cement to it a little mm-hmm. bit you know it's it's things that we know it's one thing at a time it's one thing at a time it might take a while mm-hmm. i would say maybe a full decade to make us a mm-hmm. real full like I feel like uh, for it to really like reverse a lot of that Civil War stuff, we had to really pour in all our resources because, you know, like uh, well, like football players, like um, the dude that got drafted to the Colts. What was his name? To the Colts? Yeah, to the Colts. You remember him? Uh, Quiddy Pay. Quiddy Pay. You, you know Quiddy Pay? Uh-uh. You don't, you don't be keeping up with football? Oh, I do, but I just don't know who that is. Wait, he's Liberian? Yeah, he's Liberian. I think he's of the Kron people. Oh shit! And everything, yeah. He, he was really good. And I know the running back for the Saints is also Liberian. I think it's Kamara. Kamara, or how long? How long have you been playing? He just got drafted. Nah, nah, a couple years now. Couple years now. Like three, three years, I believe. Yeah, but they're making good money though. You gotta. Oh, have, yeah, for they, sure. they must be making good mm-hmm. money. And it's just like, that's one thing. If we can get like some of the kids to definitely go into sports, <laughs> which mm-hmm. I know a lot of us do, like um, basketball, football, or the main two things. Maybe baseball if you want to. They pay you enough, whatever. Yeah. Do what mm-hmm. you gotta do. Those resources, us in our day to day, maybe start a couple businesses down here. My grandfather used to start hella businesses, yeah. like the closing store. He wearing the whole Nimba cab situation, um, but then you know, they, then Uber kind of killed that business, and then it's just that's how, it how it goes. And then it's just like just stuff like that. I would say like you know, maybe we could just go into clothing. Um, There's so many businesses in this world. Yeah, Everything that you see in front of you, including the land of been bought and sold. So. I mean, it's it's super easy to start a business. If you can if you can trap, you can start a business. No, definitely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely consider like starting a business. Oh, I, yeah. I, I would I would consider maybe going to like a party bus. Party bus is okay. Like Oh yeah, that's major money. Yeah, especially when COVID's already starting to kinda of go down a little bit and maybe the monkey mahawks might be a situation. But I feel like by the time I'm able to actually invest into that, mm-hmm. um a lot party of that stuff will blow over. Yeah, because people get a lot of party buses to, you know, go to actual parties. So every time there's a party going on, people will be looking for party buses. That's a major, major business. Major season. business investment is like party bus for sure. Yeah. And if you want to connect with other things, you also do buses for like field trips type situation. Because yeah. I know like with the Methodist Church, like if they want to get programs going on, where they can probably go to the zoo or whatever stuff like that. That that also be a good. And there you go too, and everything. I be making lists of stuff and everything, but you know, you be surprised at how much like every business can be profitable. It's just marketing. Like it's it's so easy. Like any business you create can be profitable. Especially that party bus thing alone can like make you like you can work with party promoters in the city. You know what I'm saying? Every time they throw a party, you can be the, you know, you can make a deal with them to where you driving the people. 
know what I'm saying? Getting them lit before the parties. Like, it's so much stuff you could do. Yeah, and limousines and stuff like that, oh, too. Yeah. Like, limousine, party bus, and regular uh, buses and stuff of that nature. It's like, party bus especially is one thing I'm set on because, like, I really already got the name for it in my head. It's like, I would just basically just take it from, like, my grandpa with the whole Nimba cap, and then we go, like, Nimba party bus. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, Nimba being the county and uh, where a lot of my family's from and stuff of that nature. But it's like, we had to go into a situation for, like, what other uh, uh, businesses you wanted to, like, invest in? What, what do you think? would make for a good business you'd start Ooh, businesses um right now i'm developing with me and my girl developing a skincare line that's what we're trying to do now oh, that's good. um you know using all natural products like african shea butter and mango butters all those type of things like that um just creating a skincare line because that's something that you know we both found a passion in you know what i'm saying just taking care of yourself you know what i'm saying so inside and outside so that's something we're gonna try to develop you know now that's what we're doing now Okay, well, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's it's great that you still like identify mostly with like you know your Liberian culture and everything. Oh, though, yeah. That your mom's is like a black uh, mm-hmm. American and stuff of that nature. I know like a lot of my uncles and aunties are actually like you know uh, have parents who are black American. Like, would you say like the experience is kind of diverse in a way? Like, in a way oh yeah, yeah. I, both sides of my family, my Liberian and my African side, both had a major impact on who I am. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you know I am African American. You know, like. Liberian and American because it's made me who I am. Mm-hmm. I can identify with both cultures um, evenly, you know what I'm saying? And that makes mm-hmm. me a more well-rounded person. I'm saying I know a lot of um, American people who just don't feel like they can identify with the African side, mm-hmm. and I can help bridge that gap because I can identify with both, you know? So that's important, you know? It's cool. Yeah, no, I can feel that and everything because, like, for me, like, both my parents are Liberian, so mm-hmm. it's just, like, you know, I feel like it's hard to kind of connect with them on certain aspects oh, really? of life where it's just, like, they just don't get it and mm-hmm. everything, where it's, like, like you know, like, for instance, like, we be going through racism, too, like, through, like, school oh, and everything, and they yeah, won't understand it. You probably got it worse. Yeah, no, seriously, because, because it's At least just... with white against black racism, it was like they had to hide it, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. when it was black on black racism, like, African against African Americans, oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's, like, it the was, saddest it was, one, It was too. bad, like, with colorism and everything, mm-hmm. yeah, that, that'd be the worst. They thing. used to, yeah, they, the jokes was there. You know what I'm saying? They they used to get on us, you know, being Liberian and stuff like that. But it was cool. You know what I'm saying? They didn't get over it. Over After a while, you know, they started wanting to know more about the culture and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Once they see the jokes, don't hurt you. Shout out the Black Panther movie. <laughs> you feel <laughs> me? You feel me? We needed that. That was for the culture. Yo, I can't wait for the next Black Panther. Yeah, it's sad that Chadwick Boseman ain't alive for this one, but it's just like... I know, I know they're, they're doing like a big memorial in the movie for him, I believe. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing that. You know what I'm saying? He's an icon. He did, you know, he got he did something major before he passed. No, seriously. But I feel like he would have been a great anchor for the MCU moving forward. You know, like oh, yeah. Iron Man had Tony Stark for like a decade. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like he would have been good for like a good decade. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's just like, because, you know, you got your billionaire genius or whatever, and, like, Black Panther with all those things and more. Plus, a lot of people were, like, really behind that character. Exactly. So, it's like, you know, there was so many uh, storylines that could have been done. You know, like, the in the next movie, they, they're going to go up against uh, Namor, obviously. Like, Who's that? Namor the Submariner. But it's like they redid him in this one to make him look into, like, a Mayan type. You've seen the trailer? Of Absolutely not. You haven't seen the trailer? No, no, I just heard all about the movie. I haven't actually looked at the trailer yet. You haven't looked when at I the trailer yet? I've been busy. You don't understand. I've been, putting, I've been putting so much hours into this project that I have not, like, looked at anything. Like You know what I'm saying? But I do need to, like, actually take some time and, you know, get into it. Okay, well, to break it down. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so it's like in the comics, like uh, T'Challa, like the Black Panther, yeah. since he's a leader of Wakanda, he would go up against other leaders of other 
uh, provinces. Like Doctor Doom was the leader of Latveria, so they would clash a lot. Yeah. So it's like they're thinking maybe he they can introduce Doctor Doom like that. Um, or Namor, he was like uh, the king of Atlantis, which is like an underwater civilization. So yeah. he would clash with them. He would also work with Black Bolt, and he was like the leader of uh, the Inhumans, which is like, you know, a whole underground. Uh, was it underground? I don't know. It was somewhere on the earth, but it was like, it was hard to be, get there. And it was like, uh, he was like a king of his domain with like the Inhumans over there. So it's just like, it's just stuff like that. We didn't get to see a side of that, like him be actually being a leader and actually having to lead Wakanda. Yeah, exactly. we got to side him fighting to be king, but never getting to be king, and that's what was the shit. Yeah, there was about. there was a lot left on the table for his character. I know that for a fact, man. You know, it is sad that he passed. You know what I'm saying? You know, I remember when it actually happened. Everybody was shocked because he kept you know it all under wraps. You know what I'm saying? So when it, when he actually passed, it was like what? Like that was the last person that like that was so random. You know what I'm saying? No, it was crazy. It was, it was very, 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 very random. I thought I was gonna stick with them peoples for a while. I was trying to work hard so I can be an actor, so I can be put in the Black Panther movie. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, exactly. Seriously, like that's what I, I'm gonna still try and do it though too. Like, but and um, like, I'm, listen, I'm looking forward to um, Woman King too. Is that the name of it? Yeah, Woman King. Are, are they gonna get a uh, the old girl from uh that played uh who are they getting to play her again? Like I for, I forget. Who, I know you're talking about. Um, the main actor. I know you're talking about. And like the Black Panther movie. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Daniel Ferrer. Some. Some. It was some. It was some. She was one of the Dora, Dora Milaje. I think. Right. I'm not sure. Not sure. Right. I'm not sure. <laughs> I need to double check. Yeah. No. But seriously, Woman King looks like a good movie too. Seriously, I love um, those type of movies that empower women like that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying and show a different side of our culture that is really, really untalked about, unheard of ever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's a, that's that's going to be a nice movie. Yes, and uh, so so you really messed with the Harriet Tubman movie when it dropped? Absolutely not. I didn't really get to watch that. I'm going to be honest with you. Was it nice? I was all right. I liked it. It, it was pretty – it was kind of weird. It was like they tried to make it seem like she had like a relationship with her white slave master or something like that or something. Right. I don't know. Maybe there was more to the story. I probably need to watch it one more time. I'm probably being biased. Like, I got to watch it. I got Man, I got some catching up to do. I've just been watching anime, man, honestly. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you're deep with anime too. Uh, what sure. type of anime you be messing with? I literally did an episode with my cousin. And he's Liberian too, yeah. and it's just like we were literally talking about anime. What, what type of anime you you mess with the most? Oh gosh, a lot, man. I watch a lot of different animes. I've been watching Doctor Stone, mm. uh, Demon Slayer, Naruto, obviously. Um, Attack on Titan, obviously. You know, just a whole bunch of di- a whole bunch of different animes. Um, me and my girl watching Hunter Hunter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A whole lot of different animes. It, that's I don't know why I like it so much, low key, but I just like the way they convey their characters. It's it's nice. I just I just love it. That's it's just, just episodic. Know. I mean, it's just yeah. like we love stories. Storytelling is a very huge thing about like exactly. in the whole Liberian community, like storytelling, um, and so so it's like when we see like these these stories of these characters getting stronger or realizing their power, it just really just takes us back uh, spiritually to like those times. So that's all we can oh, do. Oh, I know, so, I like it, and their work ethics, like yeah. they their od work ethics. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, it low key is motivating. You know what I'm saying? Um, because they do motivate like in um Naruto, Rock Lee, you know what I'm saying? His work ethic, he had no, yes. you know, he had no given abilities, but he was just so, he worked so much harder than everybody else to where he could compete, you know, better than most people. So that was my nigga, bro. They Not shitted bro. on him so bad after that. After that, that was it. After the whole Gara situation, yeah, they didn't really give him no much more shine, but it's whatever, man. I mean, uh, yeah. oh, they're writing again for Hunter Hunter, not Naruto, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not much of a Hunter x Hunter fan. I, I really? like, yeah, I like, I mean, not like I don't want to. I try to get into That's it, but I, no, I'm not trying to disrespect. It's like, because like the author of that, he made my favorite anime. And that's Yu Yu Hakusho. And that's, that's my anime right there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Yu Yu, 
Yeah, definitely check it out. You, I feel like you'd like it and everything. Like if you really check it, look out for the English dub of Yu Yu Hakusho. Mm-hmm. Funny as hell. The, the protagonist is funny, but it's like it's really, really like like hard touching type stuff. I feel like a lot of black kids would like really mess with Yu Yu Hakusho if it was really put into the mainstream. Okay, like how it was with Dragon Ball Z. Like you know, it's on that level. Yes, I would say in my in my head it, to me it's like on that level because it came around the same time and stuff of that nature. Um, I feel actually no, because Dragon Ball Z started with Dragon Ball in the eighties, so it's like yeah. Yu Hakusho was more like in the nineties and stuff. But it's still pretty good, still pretty good shit. Like seriously, like um, the voice acting is wonderful, it's hilarious. Like it's, I feel like they have a lot of themes that a lot of other black kids would like relate to. Yeah, and stuff. You know, the guy's a spirit detective. He was literally like killed by accident. What's up, you wanna just with one of the? Yeah, we say what. Oh, um, yeah, he's, he's like a spirit detective. Yeah, spirit detective. Uh, basically, they just it's like a detective, but like with spirits, <laughs> essentially. Like, <laughs> so it's like um, when it comes to that degree, you should have Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, so it's like basically he died, right? Uh, because he tried to save this kid and everything from like getting hit by a car, and so he has to go through an ordeal to get his life back and stuff. So he had to do a bunch of other stuff as a ghost, and so like after oh, when he got shit. his body back, like and, you know, like it's, it's it's like um that reminds me of Full Metal Alchemist in a way. You know no what I'm saying? Way. Have you heard of Full Metal Alchemist? Of course I did. How did I? Know? I, cool. I want, it, it was on Netflix. He was looking for his body and stuff like that. So yeah, I don't know. I, I gotta watch it though. Yeah, yeah, but it was only for the first couple episodes. Text but, me the name of that. Actually. You, you, yeah, I'm gonna send you a list of anime to check out. Okay, because like you see you Hawk show. And I know you've seen Afro Samurai. No, I didn't. Good, wonderful. Now, yeah, is that, is, is Samuel that? Jackson was voiced to playing like uh, the main character. And oh, it's, that's wild. It's funny, and they got a video game on it too. Like really? on PlayStation. Yeah, it's it's good soundtrack and everything. Is it on Netflix or Hulu, or is it on like Anime Tech? Uh, you'll probably find it on, on some anime site for sure. But okay. I think, uh, you think you can watch it on Hulu. Yeah, you can watch it. I think, was it on Hulu? I know Yu Yu Hakusho is on Hulu. Okay, man. I think, so you can double check that. Um, what's another good anime? Shit. I know you watch One Punch Man, because it's new. Yeah, I did, yeah. Okay. That was a good anime, too. Yeah. But did, you didn't get into Gundam yet? No. I didn't get into A lot of, like, the... Like, a lot of the more like Ultimate. I don't know, yeah, I have to I have to really get out of the, like the the leading top animes and kind of like branch out. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that's good. The yeah. one thing, at least, like anime is still strong now, where it's like other people could still be like roped yeah, into it. It was like people were like trying to knock it at first, you know what I'm saying? But then it became like this weird subculture, and now everybody's trying to think like it's cool, you know. But <laughs> I like it though. At least there's more people to talk to about it. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's a cool it's it's cool, man. I know you got into Dragon Ball Z though. Right. Yeah, that's why I grew up on it. Like that was like my like a childhood show. Yeah, no, seriously, everybody grew up on Dragon yeah, Ball Z, bro. The dead ass, but that's not that Bruce Falconer soundtrack and everything. When mm-hmm. it was deep, bro, that was, that was one that was. I wish they bring Bruce Falconer back. Cause I feel like it would really change a lot of scenes. Though. You think so? No, no, seriously, because they made it so serious and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, bro, like I didn't realize how crazy it was until like the soundtrack wasn't there no more. I'm just like, what? This song, this doesn't fit. Is the um the person who created um Dragon Ball Z he's still alive? I can't remember. Akira Toriyama. Yeah, yeah, he's still alive, but they get somebody else. I think Toro Toro to like draw the stuff and do certain things oh, but okay, under his okay. management, under Akira's management. Okay, that's and guidance, he still does it. So he kind of carries that torch to Dragon Ball Super now. Okay, man. and everything. What do you think about Dragon Ball Super at this point? I'm not even. I'm not into it like that. You're not into it. it like is it good? I mean, it's cool. Like, if you really kind of watch it, keep up. Like, with the Tournament of Power, I was keeping up with it a lot. But it's kind of hard to get in without the gore and everything because it's, like, 
I'm not saying it has to be gory or bloody and Dragon everything. Ball Super kind of reminds me of like Boruto in a way. Like the way yeah. I, when I think about it. Yeah, but not as bad. Not not oh, as bad. Okay. I feel like Boruto is way, way worse. Oh, That's okay. like way off. Yeah, I, couldn't, I couldn't watch much of it. Because Boruto is like way just leads away from the source material and mm-hmm. everything. So it's just it's hard. I feel like we well, really would have saved the sequel series for Naruto. They just would have skipped forward like 100 years into the future. Like really, okay. really deviate from like the I main cast. You know, because that's what they everything. Yeah, because that's what they did for like uh for Avatar and Korra and everything. Like they mm-hmm. got away far enough where it's like they can actually be the main people without like the old people trying to jump in every yeah. now and then. And that's what kind of screwed it up for Boruto because they they made him way too overpowered. You know, that's what kind of Yeah, he was like super, super, super strong. I remember like watching the first few episodes, I was like, goodness gracious. Where's the character development gonna happen? I I didn't watch it, so I can't say nothing about it. But you know, just from what I saw. But just even like how the character looks, like he's just a carbon copy of Naruto but with yeah. a Jerry curl, and uh-huh. it's just like you're not. You don't really expect us to root for this nigga. Like, yeah, it's just like like, like well, really, you know what I really was looking forward to for Naruto and uh, Hinata's kid. I thought Naruto and Hinata's kid would have like brown spiky hair. It would kind of look more like a Huga, you know. Like I yeah, was looking uh-huh. for that. So that, that would have been dope. And then Carrie, like, like he kind of acted a little bit more like Neji in a way, like, but like Maybe still had more like, like qualities yeah. from like Naruto too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's what I was kind of hoping for, because then it would be like different, you know. Like, no, but then it's just like you copy, you copied and pasted it and made him annoying. Just same exact thing, like the enormous brat like type kid, you know. But uh, that that Neji, I, if it was like a Neji type character, I don't think that's not that would have been a cool switch though. Like if it was like more like a serious character who actually like you know, like yeah. a Sasuke type character where it was just so serious and stern, like not you know. He ain't gotta be so much like a Sasuke type character, not but just like a Sasuke. I just mean like as far as like spectrum. Yeah, yeah, as far as like character, like how serious they take their you know, passion. Yeah, you know? Their, their passion and stuff like that. But it's just like I think that's why I like Hunter Hunter. Yeah, it's because they really don't. There's not. They they kind of know exactly what they want mm-hmm. in their characters like Kilua and I'm um, yeah. gone. They're just very 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 smart. You know what I'm saying? In the beginning, they're not just like always fighting back and fighting back and not working and stuff like that. You know. And even if they're not, at least give them like a personality that wants to do it. That's why I like Yu Yu Hakusho because it's like at least like you can actually you act like you kind of feel like you're that character too. To so like if you're put in that situation, it's like okay, I see why he would say that in that situation. Yeah, exactly. Or I see why he would go through that or like oh, I understand this character. Like I can't relate to Baruto because like you're bothered because this dude didn't come to like like your kid's sister's birthday party and like mm-hmm. that's what's the end of your development like this dude's parents was murdered by a demon fox exactly and they freaking sealed it's it like in him to it, you know what I'm saying and everybody just didn't tell him for years you know what I'm saying a conspiracy and he had to freaking compete with the with the last member of a freaking clan that could do all types of shit exactly like you freaking see, yeah. put you in a genjutsu and shit like make you feel if like you, you're being if you could join any clan what would it be of uh, Naruto, I'm going to say Sarutobi. Sarutobi clan. What were they doing again? Is that the puppets? No, that's the one with like uh, with the third Hokage and uh, uh, Asuma Sarutobi and Akona Hamaru. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. Wait, what did they do again? Wait, is that... I'm sorry. It's been a minute since I watched it. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's just like they weren't like to the forefront and everything, but it's just like considering like what the third Hokage did. Oh, and so yeah. it kind of showcased like all the things you could do and everything. Yeah. I yeah. just feel like a lot of people want to pick the Uzumaki, Uchiha, or all the other... But I feel like they didn't really give a whole lot of like room for the Sour Tobis to get the 
spotlight or nothing like that unless like you know for every now and then i just kind of mess with the techniques uh i also mess with the techniques of the shimura clan too i feel like that was pretty cool mine i, I, I mean it's basic but i'll probably say uchiha yeah. just because you know it's it's overpowered as fuck like it is just it's just super overpowered yeah. but I, I just i don't know that's that ability just to kind of like mimic and like see and like mm-hmm. change perception stuff like that. that's just cool that's cool to me yeah, yeah, I fuck all with Shields, yeah. but it's just like, yeah, just how you said, it's kind of overpowered. It's just like, that's the thing. Like, they, yeah. there's literally no limit to the shit they can do. Exactly. Although they can get killed by, like, one person, though. It's just like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have said the, the, uh, the Senju or, like, Shimura clans, like, also, man. But it's True. just like, you know, that's, like, another thing. Also, um, would you also pick a Hidden Leaf? Uh, you would obviously pick Hidden Leaf Village. For of sure. course. Like, yeah. Everybody would pick Hidden Leaf. <laughs> yeah, I'm... I mean, is it that or um, what's the sand people name? The uh, hidden sand village. Yeah, hidden sands. <laughs> what the sand people call it? Yeah, the sand village. Yeah, is it, I'm gonna say it's been a minute since I watched Naruto. Naruto, I mean a minute. Yeah, no, no, it's on Netflix though. Like I usually mm-hmm. start with the Rock Lee fight, and that's just that's what really gets me hopped up to watch it. I would say I went, you know, I would like to be like Rock Lee, but that man worked too hard. That man grinds out for everything he got, and God Sensei, they're crazy. You no, know, seriously, for sure. Like techniques wise, I don't know. I feel like. I would definitely take something in the in the form of lightning or maybe uh definitely fire or wind release. Somewhere of those three if I had to pick like three and everything. What about you if you had to pick three? Ooh. It'd be lightning for sure. Um low key that wood one was kinda cool too. Yeah. That was unique to him. But um wood was kinda dope because he could build an entire forest mm. in a moment's notice. Or that wood uh golem or the fucking wood exactly. dragon and shit. That was kinda cool. And um, probably water. Oh, water. water. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I know, like, with the second Hokage, he was a beast of that water release type shit. Yeah. Like, that actually mm-hmm. showed how. And that's what I liked about, like, the Hidden Leaf. They can show, like, all types of different techniques. Exactly. And shit. Like, everybody else is just doing the same shit. Like, I know all the freaking sand ninjas were doing, like, the whole magnet shit yeah with the mm-hmm. sand and the, the gold side, yeah. and then like freaking for the cloud village it was just the same nigga three times <laughs> like but with lightning 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 like yeah. i know y'all got other shit besides lightning you know what i'm saying like you know that's just like that's what made it so tough to get into like the other villages and stuff of that nature um what anime do you think had the strongest characters strong obviously dragon ball z or maybe one punch man actually because we still you think it. you think um one punch man can beat um Go- goku it depends on how you see it. Like, dude could punch so hard he could freaking, like, you know, quake the freaking sky and shit. So yeah. it's just like... I don't know. That's that's a question I've been asking myself for a long time. Not, I've read books about it. I'm just playing I didn't. But <laughs> I, I really don't know, man. I don't know because Goku is overpowered. Like, dude could destroy universes, like, like ridiculously overpowered. But the same at the same time, so was One Punch Man. Yeah, the thing about One Punch Man, we don't really know the limit or the source of his power. He says exactly. it's like 100 push-ups and shit, but we never really know yeah. what's the source of his power. He's, he's not going to lose a fight. That's the thing. Yeah, man. It always just make him strong enough to defeat his opponent, like, every single time. So it's like... If you could choose what anime world to be a part of, what, what would you choose? The anime world to be a part of? Yeah, yeah, what world? Oh, gosh. Because all the anime worlds are freaking terrible. Take top three. Probably... Probably Naruto. I mean, just because it's the most peaceful out of all of those. Even though it gets bad, like thinking like Attack on Titan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that would be hell. Like, you know what I mean? Would... No, actually, Hunter Hunter, Hunter Hunter. 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 It, it was bad, but people had normal lives. 
yeah. You know what I'm saying? You need, that's what you. That's your shit. Like a, a place I can live a normal please, life. Please. If I had to choose a world to be a part of, it would definitely but be. But if I have powers, though, yeah. if it was like a world with powers, yeah, you can have powers. Oh, you could be the protagonist. Oh. You don't have to just live in the world. I was about to say, all right, if you I, could be a ninja in the ninja world, you could be oh. a freaking martial artist in the Dragon Ball Z world. Uh, man, I'm gonna be honest. I'm still gonna say Hunter Hunter. Your top three. It's fine. Because of the fact, like, the type of powers that they had and the type of skills that they were able to have, mm. it was just so much stronger than so many other animes. Uh, you know what I'm saying? What? Like, it's hard to explain. Like, I'm, right now, I'm, I'm I'm not finished with it, so don't tell me anything. Okay. But I'm at the point where um, Gon and Kilua and Netero, and they're fighting, like, the, the bosses and stuff like that. Like, the royal guards and the king, Chimera, and all this type of stuff. Mm. But people are ridiculously strong, man. Like, it's just wild. Yeah, I need to check that anime out, because it seems a lot of people like it. Maybe I would get Because if it's done by the same author that of my other favorite anime. You, and the writers just started writing for it again. I'm, oh. Hunter x Hunter is a, a bomb anime. Seriously. Okay, yeah, sure. It's overlooked. Yeah. But it's good. If I could pick a third, I don't feel like it's overlooked. I feel like it's pretty popular. Like compared to Yu Yu Hakusho, it's over. Like it's, when I say overlooked, I mean like it's seen as like a like a children's anime almost. Uh, you know I guess I was drawn. Yeah, true. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say for my case, uh, definitely, I would say Dragon Ball Z because I would nice. like to be. I feel like I would be in space, like you know, I'd be like in the sand armor and shit, like yeah. driving from planet to planet, doing whatever. That's um, kind of that that'd be pretty cool. Um, um, Naruto verse, I would say i'd be a cloud village ninja but i feel like i'd like move to like the hidden leaf or something like that like just like that's old girl did yeah that's what that one girl did like with choji's wife yeah mm -hmm. yeah the, um third one um i would say i already said dragon Ball Z and naruto uh i mean go to attack on titan Oh no, hell no! I don't, I'm not trying to get eaten by no damn <laughs> giant and no, shit. That's the most terrifying world. That and Demon Slayer probably the two most terrifying. Yeah, Demon Slayer is pretty terrifying. Um, although I didn't get into it yet. Um, I'm not saying too much. I'm gonna say Yu Yu Hakusho. Definitely. I know you haven't seen Yu Yu Hakusho. It's like that. Um, I think it's like that. I mean, especially when the dark tournament art. That's the best tournament art because every anime has their tournament art i know like the freaking hunter x hunter they had that whole like a uh, hunter uh yeah the hunter um games whatever yeah, not, hunter like, games. The, like, not, it's not games but like the training thingy yeah and then uh, and then naruto had the whole tuning exams yeah for sure and freaking dragon ball z has shit like the tournament of power and the freaking um world tournament stuff that'd be going but it ain't yep. them they ain't shit compared to the dark tournament i'll put that are on. you serious no it's good it's damn good. Everybody gets to shine and shit. Like, bro, that's a great... Why well, I love anime when everybody gets to shine, bro. Thanks, thanks. It's not just all about the protagonist. Keep the protagonist for the heavy bad guys, but... Everybody gets a chance. Everybody gets a chance to shine. Everybody gets their look. Everybody gets their come up. It's, everybody gets to grow. That's... that's that's Dark Tournament Saga, best one to follow after the first season. So it's like, like for you to really get into you, Hawker Show... It's some real good shit. But yeah, we, we've been talking for a minute for a lot of this stuff. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, we can no, go anime, on for... Wait, yeah, yeah, I feel like people are pissed off about, nigga, we ain't coming to a lot about no damn anime for like 30 minutes. They're just going to they're gonna have, to, gonna have to get into it. So they'll, they can be a part of the conversation. They'll, they'll fuck with it. But anyway, um, but if we go into like, you know, what really pushed you to want to be like a musical artist and, and stuff of that nature, what, what do you want to push you to be a poet and be a rapper? Uh, what do you say pushed you in your own words? Honestly, um, I think life is about art i think most most of life is creation all of life is creation for real mm -hmm. i feel like we're all creators in general until we're taught not to be 
So um, it's just me getting back to my roots for real, finding a medium to create, which I chose music, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, I just, it was, I was going to do it regardless. Either it was going to be fashion or music or painting. I was going to find a way to create something. Um, I'm just, you know, music is, you know, that's what I'm focused on as of right now. Eventually I'm going to, you know, keep going on to other types of art. Okay. And it was just a passion. It wasn't just any type of events that maybe you were bullied in school or maybe oh, it's just nah, like yeah. nothing like that. Or you just fell in love with music. Honestly, like, just... man, bullying, although I was bullied, it never really got to me like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just like, I guess the way my personality is, the way I was brought up, I'm saying I didn't really care too much about other people's opinion of myself. Mm-hmm. So like when bullying and all type of stuff was going on, it didn't really push me down that way. So music was really just a passion. I just said I liked it. You know what I'm saying? And um, my first year college roommate, I'm saying I was writing a lot before that. So, you know, let's make a song together. And then I did it. You know what I'm saying? I wrote it and he was like, dang, like you way better than me. Like you should try taking this serious, you know? Mm-hmm. So I did, you know, and this is kind of what it became. I'm saying. Oh, okay. And, it, and I know you mentioned that like Capital C's is one of your influences. Like, how do you so, feel like Capital C's influenced your style and stuff of that nature? Kind of more so with his mindset. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just kind of like the way he was, the way he leaned as far as mentally. He was always focused on the bigger picture. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And kind of like breaking down the narratives of like black culture in general. I'm saying because it's, it's really boxed in right now. But I feel like with the right artists and the right leadership, it's going to kind of create more creativity. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, Capital C is a super, 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 super smart dude. You know what I'm saying? And that's kind of what I want to start shedding light on. Oh, yeah. No, seriously, man, dude. When I first got on the Capital C's, I was in community college. I, he already passed away years ago. And, you know, but it was just like, you know, that what really got me through some tough times, especially listening to like his old songs. It's like, uh, what was one song? Uh, Mission Impossible uh, Accomplished? No. What, what was that song? Which one? Survival Tactics? No, not Survival Tactics. It was like um, the one I was just like. I know I got a playlist of like some of his older songs. It's been a while. I know Stars is one thing. I oh, really like. Mission Impossible. I know Mission that's a lyric. Yeah, yeah, Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah dude, that song makes me feel so sad, but so happy at the same time because it What's really that? got me. That wasn't Black Platoon. That's not Black Platoon. You know, he got a lot of good songs. Yeah, though. Black Platoon is a really good song too. Oh yeah, for sure. Now I got to bump robots, all that. Now I got to bump Capital Speeds on the way back. Yeah, not seriously. Yeah, I do that all the time. Just for go on a, like a SoundCloud deep dive and find all his old records and stuff like that. Just Marvel, like he was a teenager, like a kid, low key, like a real young kid, mm-hmm. rapping levels above anybody else. It's yeah. crazy. If he was still alive, he would be the greatest, in my opinion. I feel like, yeah, he would definitely be up there for yeah, sure, like, and he would still have time. And he yeah. was like, he'd he'd still be in his twenties, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's just like he would still have time, man, because people he'll usually be running the East Coast, in my opinion. Like as far as like lyricism is concerned. Yes, he would. He definitely would. And he could be able to he'd have, maybe have more time to be versatile, too, if he wanted to. Oh, for sure, yeah. Um, although, I don't feel like Capital C's would be the type that want to push versatility if, if it I didn't come natural. You I know? feel like all true artists are going to be versatile. And I'm saying because your art moves with you. As you grow as a person, your music grows, too, which is why, you know, I'm starting to divulge, you know what I'm saying, and experiment with sound, you know what I'm saying, because it's important to grow with your music. Because if you allow people to box you in and say, oh, this is what you do, then you never grow. You know what I'm saying? Your, your music, your art never grows. You know? Yeah, man, I feel that. I feel that heavily, heavily, heavy. Right. The capital Steve's, man, like, dude, it's just, he was, he was not just lit, man. Dude was, like, timeless. Oh, yeah, it's just sure. crazy, like, when you read that, it's just, like, the dude literally passed away by suicide and everything. It's like, yeah. people say, was it mental health? Was it just something about the date or something like that? I mean, 
It's um, just crazy, I man. think low-key, I think he just went down a rabbit hole too far and, and nobody was tethering him. You know what I'm saying? No one was really, like, grounding him, so he just kept going down the rabbit hole. And, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He just fell in it. You know what I'm saying? That's just... Literally. Sadly. Yeah, <laughs> that's not okay. <laughs> Very sadly and literally. <laughs> but, yeah, nah, seriously, though, like, he just he just kept going down and kept going down, and I guess to the point where his mom was just too far gone. You know what I'm saying? Probably wasn't even here mentally. You know what I'm saying? That's just how it go. Yeah, and from your experiences as an artist and stuff of that nature, I know you you were pretty much there for the July Fest and everything. Yeah, and you, fun, that was a fun experience. And everything. And, like, that wasn't the only time you performed live, right? Oh, no. Uh, I've had a whole bunch of performances. I have a lot of – that's why I love Boone. I've had so many sold-out shows in Boone. It's been a fun, fun experience being down there. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of support down there, and I love my whole family that I've created up there. It's lit. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Because I dropped the mixtape, like, literally, like, last April 2021. I still haven't, like, you know, uh, performed any of my songs yet. I'm trying to wait till I reach a certain level, you know. So it's like, so it's like I always say, like, if I had this goal or if I drop 50 more songs and everything, then I could probably actually get up the courage to actually do a lot of that stuff. Again, you to, it's like, go to an open mic. Just see what it feels like. You know what I'm saying? Because eventually, the more you do it, the more people listen to you. Next thing you know, you're on stage and somebody's singing your lyrics back to you. That's probably one of the craziest feelings I ever had. You know what I'm saying? Seeing somebody rap their lyrics back to me, my lyrics back. I'm like, I stopped it. I was like, you know this? Like, you know this song? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, wow. That's wild. Yeah, no, no, you have really, really good discography, man. I know your brother for sure would be definitely proud, man. Oh, yeah. Like, I know he did music too, right? Yeah, he was um, the best musician in our family, for real. He's goaded. You know what I'm saying? He inspired a lot of my grind with this music thing. And was he like like your half brother or like full blood brother? Or? Uh, half brother, you know what I'm saying? That's my dad. It don't matter. No, no, no. Yeah, of course not. But just as far as like genetics are concerned, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, he's my dad's son. You know what I'm saying? But my brother, nonetheless. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, it's big. One of my main influences this is why I don't stop working when it comes to music. because I know when I make it, I got a whole bunch of people that make it with me, which is lit. You know. No, no, that's really, really good, man. Like seriously, like you know, I don't know. I went, I was there for his 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 funeral and everything. Like, you were? yeah, yeah, I was there. I went to his funeral. Like, somebody crying like a baby. No, my mom's uh, took me and everything. Like, come on, it's a funeral. You're gonna cry. Like, yeah. bro, I'm, I had to love my grandfather's funeral. I was crying like a baby too, yeah. for sure, man. It was just like it was crazy. I know uh, Aunt Special and everything. Because mm-hmm. I know you know Aunt Special, right? Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. That's one of my mom's oldest friends and everything. Although we don't come around us often so you probably don't see us around but mm-hmm. like when we were real really young we used to be around and everything and uh, i recall like her sniveling the best part of that funeral service was when the old mom was out there telling stories about like <laughs> i know you remember it's yeah, coming back to you too but it's just like you know it was it was a um it was a good service you know what i'm saying Great and i like the way that they didn't try to continue the cycle of violence you know what i'm saying just kind of focus on bettering our family unit becoming stronger as a unit you know what i'm saying really taking the time to enjoy and cherish the people you're around Instead of, you know, creating more destruction, you know what I'm saying? Especially being Liberian, we all, a lot of the people that came here it, together, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it would be so destructive for us to go and try to destroy people in our own community. No, that's definitely something we need to learn from, man. I mean, we're so, I want to say we're segregated, but we could work on it a little bit better. Like, compared to, like, Mexicans, Vietnamese, like, they stay tight together. Mm-hmm. We're kind of tight, but we're still kind of, like, you know, far apart to that's a certain degree. Um, yeah, when when 40 passed, you know what I'm saying, it did spark that in me to take my family, you know, and be closer to my family. Because, you know, you can get caught up in your own little world, you know what I'm saying? But in reality, only a couple of things matter, and that's, 
one major one is your family. You know what I'm saying? That's who you came in here with. They're connected to you. You know what I'm saying? Especially like looking at 40 in the casket and just looking down at him and like seeing his face and looking at how he looked just like me. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I'm walking away from his casket and people are like, you look just like that, man. You know what I'm saying? I go out and like I'll see one of his old friends. They're like, oh my goodness, I thought you was 40. I'm like, hey, chill. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. But it's just crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, so like when I, when I hear that, it's like, Dang. Spirit. Yeah, you 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 wear those people on you daily. You know what I'm saying? So when I do music, when I when I live life, you know what I'm saying? I do it remembering the fact that I got people that I represent always. Okay. Yeah, yeah, man. No, I feel that heavily, man. Yeah, people say like me and my brother look exactly like too. And I'm, I'm a little bit more chubbier than him. He's a little bit more <laughs> slim. Um, but it's just like you know. But yeah, man. Like you're doing your brother proud for real, man. With the type of music that I'm hearing from you, like when I was in that funeral show, I know they said that he had some songs out and everything. Um, oh, yeah, and you, you know, uh, Paulus uh, Benar. No, no, no. I think that's one of his friends, uh, Paulus. Paulus. I probably just don't remember the name. Probably know the face. Probably know the face. Yeah, you definitely. That's how it is for a lot of us. My yeah. We won't know. What does he do? Does he do music or anything? He played football. I think he was one of his friends, but I know because I saw him at the funeral service too. Really? Yeah, I probably know his face. Then. Yeah, because it's just like, you know, it was like that, man. Yeah, it was a crazy situation. When I first heard about the story, man, I was bawling out crying because I actually knew the kid that did, you know, what he did, you know, yeah, when he was man. younger and everything. I know you knew him too. Yeah. Like, yeah. Man, I swear. But, you know, it was, it's like those type of things, obviously, they shock you. You know what I'm saying? It's like an initial shock. Just looking back on it, though, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just using this motivation. That's all I can do. You know what I'm saying? Because in those type of moments, like when I first when we got the knock on our door, and, you know, my mm-hmm. uncle came in and told us, you know what I'm saying? You realize that life is real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not like it's not a joke. It's not like you can just turn it back. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm you realize that the only true currency is time. You know what I'm saying? Jobs, you know, yeah, you get money, but you're paying with your time. With everything you're doing, you're paying with your time. Mm-hmm. So you use your time and you take it more seriously. You know what I'm saying? Everything just became a lot more real for me. So that's how it is. Yeah, that's definitely the way to approach it, man, because some people be taking life, this life shit, not serious and everything. Yeah. That's why it's like I don't even react when people, niggas try to diss me over some stupid shit. Because yeah. it's like, you know, like life is only going to move on. I only just keep close to the people yeah, that yeah, I love a lot you. Of that stuff don't even matter. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of that stuff really don't matter. The only things that really matter, I'm, like people just, like a lot of people that's like picking on you or like trying to do that type of bullying type stuff. They're not even going to get nowhere in life because they're too focused on you, for real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, that If you just stay focused on what you got going on, you'll be rich before you know it. You know what I'm saying? You can set your people up. Yeah, no, it's good to have a plan, too. You know, the one people on Instagram, look up people named uh, Crowd Freak. You said Crowd Freak? Yeah, Crowd Freak on Instagram. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to get connected with them for my next couple projects. I want to re-release my mixtape through them with some remixes. And so they got a thing called Distro Freak. Just like how Distro really? Kid and stuff, yeah. you can distro view your songs through them and then they can offer you uh they can offer you placements on uh festivals so you'll be able to perform at festivals like a uh, henny and hamburgers festival 240 really? festival yeah just look them up on ig I, i'm a sunny yeah a crowd freak okay and they also got a, a subsidiary for distribution called distro freak they can distribute your music and they can also review your music to probably uh, contact you if they want to hook you up with a um with a festival so you can be able to literally really? you, they'll literally pay your hotel and your plane ticket really and they're really what do they get it. what do they get in return they get you they get good music really they get, they, people pay to go to those festivals oh that's something i look into 
So it's like if you want to look into it, definitely. Yeah, hey, hey, we're a Liberian now. We help yeah, each other out. Hit you with the sponsorship because you must definitely. Put me <laughs> no, no sponsorship, man. Like music is something like literally like I'm. It's bigger than me. So it's yeah. just like if people have like a certain determination or something they want to do with it, you know. And it's considering that you're already pretty much used to pretty much performing live anyway. Yeah. And so I feel like that would be a good uh, vehicle for you to really get your music out there, out there. So 100%. it's like you know, like they also work with Spotify, but they don't work with Spotify, but they can definitely post all your music on Spotify. Apple Music, just like DistroKid and everything. Yeah. I'm gonna leave DistroKid because like I keep trying to get them to change my name and they don't change it up. Like, cause it's Toasty ESV. The second you T. Change it? No, the second T is supposed to be capital, and they keep making it lowercase. It makes it look like a child. Oh yeah, they they really um they lowercase everything. Like they won't only letters. The capital is the first letter. They did the same thing to me. Dead ass, you know, and that pissed you off too, ain't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, like I, things. I, you probably gotta pay for a more expensive version of the same app just to get that. Honestly, yeah. no, seriously, and it's just like I, I couldn't even. It was hard for me. I had to find my music. It's just they'll put me up, put it on YouTube, and they put on the various artists, and that that kind of like, like what what was that? Really? Yeah, so it'd be hard to find my mix. I had to find the exact link to put in my link tree, just so people mm-hmm. can tap and look at it if they want to check it out. But it's just it was my first mixtape, so I wasn't really sweating it like that. Yeah. Um, what I'm really trying to sweat is like for the next couple projects. That's where it's like I'm really gonna double down on it because like that was just a trial run. Mm-hmm. Like I'm really gonna take it serious, serious now. Like let's go. Let me know. Oh, no, seriously, seriously. But, but definitely, I'm gonna send you like the information of Crowd Freak on their Instagram page, so that sure. you can pretty much get. Yeah, I'll be on. checking that out for yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely, because they they got some opportunities there, and they they're pretty much wait up. Like I even be commenting, you know, like, oh, I can't wait to work with y'all in the future. It's like, oh yeah, man, we'll just wait anytime you're ready. So you already know they're cool people and stuff of that nature. And since you already perform uh, live multiple times, like that's that's probably good. For not just you, but for them too. Exactly. You know, so then I they know what I'm doing. You know so what I'm they know what. Like, yeah. So you, they know. Yeah, you know what you're doing, and you're younger too. How old are you? Uh, twenty three. You're just twenty. Oh, you're twenty three. Okay, I'm twenty four. You're not that old nah. <laughs> compared to me, mm-hmm. and everything. We but, kids, man. We yeah, still got a lot of time. Yeah. We're still kids. We're still, we're still figuring it out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. No, seriously, man. I, I had to. I was in a suit all day today trying to look for another job. I was at my last job at Umacare. It was like a black owned home care agency, and I was like a marketing executive. I'll tell you, I would have done anything to get their brand out there just so I can get my bread. It was eighteen dollars per hour, really? so it's like you know that, that's, that's good money. But like they didn't like me wearing suits no more <laughs> for no reason. Like, oh, they didn't want you to wear a suit. Fourth weekend, and they try to make me wear like these really, really tight, tight pants and like really, really tight, tight like collar shirt. Like I looked like I was go- going golfing type. And I'm just oh, like, that's more their uh, their culture. No, they just made it up on the spot, and it's like they weren't trying to like change their mind about it. I'm like, you know what, this isn't gonna work. Oh dang! Yeah, okay. I just I just couldn't do it, man. It's just no. lucky. I want to work for I want to work for a designer brand until I get big in this music thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm I just love this place called Maxim Healthcare and everything, so I could be a healthcare recruiter. I think the the most that they're gonna pay yearly is like seventy thousand a year. So yeah, yeah, like on. Uh, but they're gonna good. start you with fifty k. I think I mm-hmm. think, but I'm not really gonna put all my eggs on that basket. I'm really just gonna because I did that like several times. Yeah, and I and they did still wouldn't give me the job. So it's like you know tomorrow I'm just gonna be on the same shit, just gonna be all you. over the place because I need to find a job quick, man. I gotta drop something before the end of the year, man. Like seriously, because this is like, right, the type of beats I got. And everything. If I could drop at least one EP, I'm trying to shoot for three. But if I can drop like at least one EP, then it's like okay, this year wasn't all like way. So then like next year, I can really like double down on like really dropping. What I say about music though is just make sure whatever you do put out is perfect when you put it out. You know what I'm saying? Because quantity is never better than quality when in the music. You know what I'm saying? 
Mm-hmm. That's 100% true. It's not necessarily the quantity I'm focused on. It's the quality over time. I feel like the more I do it, the more it just becomes second nature. Like the more you drive a car, the more it's just like second nature. Yeah. Because it's a day-to-day thing. The more you're in the studio, the more it's second nature. So it's like, and then it's just all those jitters that just go away. Yeah. That's why I had to, um, I just recently restarted my, like, all my accounts. The only thing that has all my music on it is SoundCloud right now. Okay. Because I, um, I'm restarting and rebranding because it was just too cluttered, you know. Did you check out my SoundCloud yet? Not SoundCloud. I, I barely use SoundCloud like mm-hmm. that. I have an iPhone 7, by the way. So, like, I really don't. That storage, I have, like, seven projects on one phone. I, I, could, so. probably, I could probably send you my mixtape uh, through YouTube, I think. I got it on YouTube. I could probably send yeah, you Yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. So you could be able to be, check it out. Sure. But it's just I hard to find me. Yeah, I'm on um, computer. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Check it out when you got the opportunity to send out, like, the crowd freak and stuff of that nature and all the information. I'm going to send it to you. We'll, we'll be locked in Seriously. for a while. I like, want to make some music, man. I got to hear your style. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, definitely check it out for sure. Like, it's definitely lyrically um, based. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm I'm heavy with the lyrics. But okay, I try no. to get a more modern sound just so people can get into it. Like, I feel like my sound sounds the best when you play it in the car. And stuff, okay, so, I feel that. Compared to just on your, your phone. But it's pretty good. So, like, it'd be catchy. Sometimes I'll be into it. Like, sometimes I'll be like, oh, I could have sound better on that. That's how, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's me all the time. Like, I'm not so head-ass about me. I'm going to listen to it all the time. When it does pop on, I'll be feeling it. Like, yeah, yeah. Always. But it's like, um, anyway, um, if we had to look um, five years into the future, where do you see yourself with the whole music thing and just life in general? Oh, in the future? Yeah. Uh, music would be full-time for me at that point. Um, success, a lot of music success. Um, I'll probably, in my opinion, not in my opinion, I can almost call it. After I drop this project, that's when everything's going to kind of take off for me, for sure. I've been working on this project for a couple years now, and I know I know for a fact that this can be the one. Like, they can really do it for me. They will be the one. Honestly, seriously, I put a lot of work into this. So in the next five years, I, I plan on being super established in the industry. Yeah. Just wait till you hear it. Just wait till you hear it, seriously. <laughs> no, same for real, man. Okay, but since we already passed the hour mark and everything, I feel like we touched on a, a bunch of topics and everything. Do oh, you feel, yeah, for do you sure. Feel like we, you feel like we're missing nah, anything? We had, nah, we got to talk about anime, so I feel, I feel pretty confident. only thing we didn't talk about is African food, but we can talk about that later on. We can speak about it now. What's your favorite African food? Just off the jump. Oh, gosh. Uh, palava sauce. For palava sure. sauce or palava sauce? I'm a GB or fufu type of guy. Okay, nah, that's, that's actually pretty good, too. I'm a fufu and soup type guy, too. Well, it's fufu and soup. You say you like GB? Yeah, what, what type of meats you like in your GB? Everything. Everything? Yeah, everything. Everything, everything. But I like my favorite, like, it's it's probably turkey, just because, like, that's just what we always get getting, honestly. Oh, really? Yeah. I like the square meat or, like, the lamb yeah, meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love meat. Like the yeah. beef, yeah. Honestly, yeah, that that square me go crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what about it. Sometimes like the shrimp be good in it, and the crab be giving a certain taste. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. you gotta have seafood in it. I feel like the square me. Um, that's like the meatball. So that's spaghetti. Nah, for real. <laughs> it really be all of it. But I need all kinds of meat. Like, have you ever tried snail and like the um and the not in I'm the? a band with you, man. It's not for me. Snails is not for me. You don't mess with snail. Nah, they ain't cook a... it right. They ain't cook it right. Probably. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll try it. I'll try it if it's cooked a different way. But just the way that I've had it, had it in the in the past, it's just not for me. When I tried snail, it was like um, it was in this green rice. What was the green rice? A uh, collard green rice. Was it collard green rice or was uh, it potato greens? Potato greens, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why I tried the snails at, and, I, and I'm. Potato greens are like one of my least favorite dishes. Oh, you tripping? Nah, because it's like I like it now, but like growing up, it was hard for me to get onto it. But like fufu, I love fufu from like okay, yeah, yeah. I tried it. So okay. it's just like, so it's just like, boy, when I tried it in like potato greens, and I ate the whole thing, it was just like, like it was nothing, no, bro. Shoot. 
That's why I was like, nah, I fell in love. Like, oh, you nice put me back on, then I, I guess I got to try it again before so, I judge so maybe it. If, I'll get me, me and my mom can cook it one day. I'm going to just let you know whenever you're in town and everything. Just let me know. She's yeah, like, sure. Cause my, you know, my mom will be, be cooking that stuff, too. So it's just like, yeah, dude, we got some good food, bro. That's one thing I want to invest in, like, for business as a restaurant. Like, we can right, me- right. And we can mesh it with, like, American diner style yeah. mm-hmm. and everything. Maybe add some food. Tra- I'm thinking, like, one thing, I, I, like, we could make, like, probably plantain uh, pancakes or plantain oh, waffles. Oh, yeah, that would probably be good. Yes. Yeah. I feel like people will fuck with that heavy Especially because plantain's always sweet. Yeah, probably put some Nutella on top of it or something yeah. like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, that up. You know, Americans love their diabetes. <laughs> Yo, American people love your diabetes, though. Yeah, right. for real, <laughs> they love sweet. Um, but yeah, man, I feel like we pretty right, much now we touch now we touch about every topic. Oh, All right, so yeah, we pretty much set it off for like the ninety seventh episode of the Mental Threats podcast. I'm here with my brother right here, Siki from yes, the sir. motherland, Liberia. If you got any other last words, you're free to let them people know. Hey, thanks for having me. Seriously, it's been a journey. Uh, thank you all for checking out. My boy right here, man. My boy Toasty. It's been lit. Check out my new project, Oswald. That should be coming out sometime this year. Um, while you're waiting for that, check out some other music. You feel me? Toasty made music. I made music. We lit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. I'll see y'all soon. Peace. I, you got to have me back eventually. Yeah, no, definitely for the third season and everything. If I'm still in Charlotte, I probably might be in Charlotte for like one more year before yeah. like going to D.C. and everything. Because I feel like by the end of 2023, like before like the fall semester, that's when I'm going to just relocate to uh, DC and stuff of the nation, but right. yeah, yeah, we'll definitely tap in again for sure for more than just the podcast. Yeah, for real. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that's it for the Mental Threads podcast. We're sewing in for ninety seven, and now we're sewing out. <laughs>